Hello, unfiltered friends. How's it going? Good to talk to you. Hope you're happy wherever you are. I had an incredible last couple of weeks. Um, my <laughs> my trip home was a little not trip home. I guess. Wow, I just called it home. My trip to Colorado was like a bit a bit wild, a bit all over the place, but ultimately a good experience. Um, I learned that I, I still can't. I, well, I now I can no longer breathe at high elevation, which anybody from Colorado understands that. That's something that you have to adapt to. I didn't realize it was something you could learn. Um, maybe they should get oxygen at 10,000 feet in elevation. I'm not sure. But this week in the newsletter, which by the way, I started doing the podcast again to kind of let people know about the newsletter and talk about the subjects that I'm doing in the newsletter. So the newsletter is Unfiltered Friends. If you ever want to check it out, you can subscribe. I'll put a link in the show notes as well as uh, there's a link over on my Instagram, Sup Daily, and make sure, you know, rating this and sharing it with people if you think it will be helpful. But since tomorrow is Valentine's Day and we're going to be inundated with all of these romantic things, which, by the way, 15th of February is the holiday where all that candy is discounted. But uh, for the 14th, people are going to be celebrating their romantic relationships, which is a wonderful thing. But one of the things that I see uh, pretty commonly, especially from being a relationship coach for so long, um, and if you're ever interested in that, you know, send me a message is people aren't learning from their past relationships. I think it's so immensely important to like spend some time and analyze what it is that happened uh, to cause your relationship to not work out. And uh, it's important to look at your part. You already know what their part is. In very few situations, there is a completely innocent party. So if you are that, then, you know, this isn't a conversation for you. But you can't control what they did or what they're doing in the future. You can only control whether you make that same mistake on your end in the future. So I thought I would take some time and share the lessons that I learned from therapy uh, as well as from just analyzing my previous relationships. And maybe it's something that you guys can uh, take with you. You know, let me know which ones really resonated with you. So the first one, and this, <laughs> I, I, I ouch myself uh, every time I read it, because I know I did this for a long period of time, which was date the person in front of you, not the person in your mind. I'm just gonna let that resonate for a second. This is a common thing. This is something called idealization. Um, but it's so wrong and it's so awful and it's setting your, you up for, for very little success. Because think of it, I mean, put yourself in their shoes. Imagine you were dating someone and they were just biding their time until you became the version of yourself that was most acceptable to them. You probably wouldn't want to date that person anymore. And then on top of that, if you are dating an idealized version of somebody and they don't become that, you you get frustrated. It's like there's no way to win in that situation. So when you look at your partner, you say, I love you as you are. And if you can't say that, then maybe it's not the best connection. You know, have a conversation with them, sure. But like look at their behaviors and ask yourself this question. Can I accept this? Or am I okay with this for as long as we both shall live? Majority of us are in our 30s and 40s. If we're single, we're not dating for funsies. We're dating to, you know, to end up with a partner. Um, and if you aren't able to accept that behavior now, 
you know, maybe it's time to let that relationship go or, you know, have a conversation about it. Uh, The next one is kind of what I touched on in the beginning of this podcast, which was take time to learn the lessons as to why your past connections ended. Um, It's just, I just, I, I remember I was having a conversation with somebody and I was at a party and I'm, maybe this is the introvert way, but I always end up in deep conversations with people, even if it's like a party full of people drinking. And, uh, and she, we got in the conversation of therapy and she's like, so why'd you go to therapy? And I was like, I was tired of my past wounds bleeding on my future. Think about it. Think about it physically. If you don't address the, the things that have, if you don't dress that wound, it'll bleed all over the place. It'll bleed on people who had nothing to do with it, on surfaces that had nothing to do with it. It's just like spreading. And that doesn't mean you have to be a perfect person. You know, at this stage of life, you can't get this far without experiencing some damage. But unfortunately, as much as we would like the other people to take responsibility for the things that they did, um, regardless of who caused the pain, it becomes our responsibility to fix. You know, I wasn't in therapy um, talking about the things that happened to me because I did them to me. It was other people, but I had to fix it. So make sure you take time to heal those wounds, but also understand that you're not going to be a perfect person, you know, just do your best. Uh, this next one is really important. You hear about it all the time when it comes to um, conversations about healthy relationships and it's communication. But I want to go further into it because I think we need a bit more context and detail. So learn how to communicate well and how your partner communicates. So first thing is set boundaries early. Um, and we got to learn the difference between boundaries and ultimatums. Ultimatums is, uh, you do the, you do this or I'm out. And this is, if you want to, if you want me to still be around, this is how I want to be treated, communicate your needs. And I realized this in my own personal relationships because it felt like a light switch. It felt like all of a sudden the relationship just like fell apart and burned into a fiery ball of flame and they became this other person. But I started to recognize that part of that, not all of it, but part of it was that I was so people-pleasing in the beginning that I was giving them a false idea of what this relationship was going to look like or what my needs were in the relationship. I was foregoing communicating those needs, and they had already accepted the version of the relationship that existed. So I was like, mm. they're like, wait, I didn't sign up for this. And I can't say I blame them. You know, it's not love bombing. I wasn't being manipulative, but I, well, maybe I was. People pleasing is a bit manipulative. That's another conversation another time. But it's important that you take that time to set those boundaries early, to give them a realistic expectation about what it takes to love you. And if you don't know how to love you, take your time to learn that as well because you're the source of that information. Can I get an amen? Next one is learn how you want to be loved. And I know there's perpetual conversations about, about love languages, but I would see it pop up often in my relationship coaching sessions. So I had a client and she was like, oh, you know, my husband, he's like wonderful, but I just don't feel like he loves me because he doesn't tell me. And so I asked her like a further question. I was like, uh, well, what does he, uh, is your relationship good otherwise? She's like, oh yeah, he, he does so much for me and he makes my life so much easier. And I was like, well, it sounds to me that he's communicating through action and you're somebody who needs words as well. So make sure that you communicate. Hey, I appreciate all these other things that you're doing for me, but make sure 
that you are also telling me because that's important to me. And if you're with a good partner, they're going to want to appease that. So that's just two people with two different languages not seeing each other. So make sure you're on the same page about that. And then this part was immensely important. Uh, I've had to learn this the hard way many times is make sure that there's someone who is safe to communicate with. It is natural when you have a problem in a romantic connection or a friendship or even family that bringing up issues that you have with that person is going to make you feel nervous. And that's completely normal. But do you feel scared because of their reaction or do you feel scared because it's awkward? Because if you're scared of their reaction, that is that is a major red flag. You know, your partner will want to hear what you have to say. Um, it doesn't mean that they won't have the reaction, but the reaction shouldn't feel like truly unsafe, like you're in danger, because that's manipulative. This next one is, it's it's not all head, it's not all heart, it is both. And I had to learn that in a very, very difficult <laughs> manner. When I was younger, I would, uh, man, I was just all fire. Like if I didn't feel it right away, then it was over. And it was just like, it was all very intense. And the relationships all ended in a very intense way. And then I went to therapy and I was like, oh, well, I need to pay attention to this behavior. And I need to, to like, you know, therapy word that and, and analyze this and wait on the physical and, and, what I found there was I was just so stressed out about the whole thing. Like, I know there's this common stereotype that men are these like um, sex robots, essentially, that they we just think about sex all the time and that's all we want. But I realized, especially after going to therapy, that I wanted to feel safe too. It was important to me to feel safe. And that is that that is important but also you got to feel for that person so i wasn't like attracted i recognize him as an attractive person but my libido just went all, all away because i was so intense so intensely analyzing everything dating is supposed to be fun so make sure you have a connection both on a chemistry and like physical level and like attraction level and to them as a person because the looks are going to fade but make sure it's a balance of the of both. And this last one is slow and steady. <sighs> slow and steady breeds success. <sighs> I I get it. I get that constant want for the relationship to just be explosive and exciting, but Disney and rom-coms did us dirty. It's not real. It's not healthy. It's not good. You know, you want to have elements of that, but you miss out on a lot of the details that show you whether that's going to be a person, good person for you or not by rushing the process. And especially if you are somebody who is nervous about being taken advantage of, you know, I had a guy on my podcast last year who is diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. And one of the things that he said that really stuck with me was like, if you want to tell if someone is a narcissist, go slow and set boundaries because they're being manipulative and they don't want to maintain that. They want to get control. And if you're not giving them control, they don't like that. You know, so give someone a chance to show you that they're different. You know, if you go in thinking someone is, up, is out to get you, probably more healing needs to happen on your end because anybody who's going to treat you well is going to look at that and for the most part, not want to participate in it. But if you take your time, go slow, communicate, set boundaries, the right person will be like, you're worth the wait. 
that's one of the most fantastic things that you could ever hear is you're worth the wait. And, and, and I get it. I get it. And I'm not in a rush because their, their desire is long-term, which is what a lot of us want. But yeah, he said, if, uh, if you ever want to piss off a narcissist, tell them no, which a lot of us uh, here just in any of our relationships uh, probably well understand. So I'm curious what you guys think. If there's more that you guys uh, think is important to add in here, make sure you shoot me a message. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave a rating on Apple Podcast or uh, Spotify. And um, if you come over to the newsletter, I'm happy to see you there, as well as for book club tonight. Um, see you over there. See you next week, guys.